speech. So I want you to take a pen and paper, write down, make some notes. It's very important to, to write some stuff down. Why do we write it down? So that you can go back to it and you meditate on it and that's how you grow. So I want you to say this with me again, I believe. Come on, one, one more time. Now, <coughs> this is what we're going to start, a series called I Believe. And I believe that, that God will confirm His Word with signs following. I believe, really, I'm one of those guys that just believe the Word of God. Simple. I believe if God's Word says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Hallelujah. I believe that there's no gimmicks to the true power of God. Let me just say this, that the church, the body of Christ has seen too much gimmicks. And God is busy shaking people to the core where there's people falling away, turning their, listen, turning their backs on the Lord, turning their backs on the church. And there's another subject, subject that we're going to go into is what is the church of Jesus Christ? Because a lot of people I see on Facebook attack the church and they call themselves Christians. And then we have the Christians that amen, amen, amen. It says, this is not the church, but this is the church. Nah, that, you alone are not the church. Stop lying. You're part of the body, but you're not the body. This is the body. This is the body. Not a singular guy that, that, that is, let, let me just say this. People say, there's this a church here. No, no, you're rebellious. And they can't be pastored. That's the problem. They can't submit. And the minute they, they, they need to submit, that's when people go haywire and speak against the church. Well, I believe that Jesus Christ is coming back for his church. And I believe that the church of Jesus Christ has a different spirit. Now, I, I, I want to speak to you and your family right now. Whether you take this or not, I declare that you and your family from this morning onwards will never have any situation greater than the power of God. I declare this in Jesus' name, that in your house there will be peace that surpasses all understanding. You will think about it one minute, and the next second God will perform it through your life. You better hear me. The children sitting next to you, look at your children sitting next to you. They will do exploits for the kingdom of God. They will do greater things than your whole generation do together. Do you believe that? Yes. Hallelujah. Come on, if you believe it, say hallelujah. Your children's children will do great, and there's nothing that hell can do to stop it. Come on, shout, I believe. believe. One more time, I believe. believe. Now, I want you to turn your focus on, I'm going to read a scripture, it's not on the board, I don't have it on the board, I just, it just came to me, and I want to start to teach teach from this. Matthew chapter 17, uh, and verse 20, I'm going to quickly teach you on what Jesus said when, when the disciples said, Lord, why couldn't we cast the demon out? Jesus said to them, because of, of your unbelief. All right, and verse 20 says, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, say with me, faith as. One more time, faith as. Now, the right translation does not say faith as small. The right translation does not say if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. It says if you have faith as a mustard seed. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I I like that one. Let's read that again. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed. Now I want to stop there, just keep keep it on the screen for me, please. There's a big difference between faith as small as a mustard seed, and faith as a mustard seed. You know, many people think if I have faith this size, 
Well, that's about the size of a mustard seed. Many people think if I have faith this size, I'll be able to move mountains. Well, let me just quickly tell you, then nobody in this building should have problems. Romans chapter 1 says, from faith to faith. So please say with me, from faith to faith. My level of faith is not your level of faith. Come on. And your level of faith is not my level of faith. Is somebody listening to me? So there's different dimensions to faith. So the scripture teaches us, you can also study this from the Hebrew language. It doesn't say as small. It says as. So what Jesus was teaching his people, think about a mustard seed. A mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds in the world, but it, it, it grows the biggest trees. By the way, those roots, if you look at the mustard seed tree roots, the roots, it's, it's, it's very easy to plant it, but it's not so easy to uproot it. This is why the Bible says that when you are rooted, then this means, and by the way, the scripture also says that those who are rooted in the house of God shall flourish even in the old days they will prosper. Now, if you, if you are rooted, the Bible says that you cannot be easily uplifted. The scripture even says that your leaves will always be green. This means that you are evergreen. By the way, if you don't know this, an evergreen tree doesn't leave or lose its leaves during the winter. It stays evergreen. So what does it mean? It means their faith is constant. Now it's winter, now it's here. No, that's not what it teaches. It says it's like this. It's evergreen. Doesn't matter. Sun, rain, hail, snow. It's evergreen. Say with me, constant. So the scripture goes on. It says that, that you will eat the good of the land if you, if you are rooted. So it goes on. It goes on. This is why I, mean, I, I always tell the pot plant Christians, you will have to go from one miracle to the other miracle. But those who are rooted in the house of God will live the miracle. You carry miracle. You carry the breakthrough that God has placed on the inside of you. Come on, you'll never, a, a rooted person will never go like this. You'll always be like this. Come on, you will not be moved by what you see or by what you feel. You'll be moved by what you believe. Come on, because there's a different spirit on you. Now, if you believe it, say hallelujah. hallelujah. So Jesus said to them, he said, you couldn't cast out the demon spirit. But I tell you that if you have faith as a mustard seed, this means that you, if you have faith with the potential of a seed. Let me say that again. Let it, write this down now. If you have faith with the potential as seed. You'll be able to tell a mountain, be thou removed, and nothing shall be impossible for Now, many people think after Jesus died on the cross, I can just sit back and do whatever I want. No, that's what not faith teaches, not that. Faith says that faith without the works is dead. That means there must be a working with my faith. This is why there's no such thing as waiting on a miracle, but there's only a thing like working the miracles. Many people wait the miracles instead of working the miracles. Come, I'm teaching somebody something. So what happens with, with, with seed? Seed has been created to withstand all seasons. Now, you, you check me out quickly. I want you to, if you, if you know about planting some flowers, whatever, you know that even if you plant flowers in the winter, some of them grow, some of them don't grow. Not the flower side of it, but they still grow. There's some fruit trees that doesn't carry fruit during the winter, but they're still growing. They're not dead. Just because they're not showing the fruit doesn't mean the tree is dead. Oh, come on now. So when you have seed in your hand, it just remains seed. Seed in my mouth just remains seed. But the minute seed leaves your hand and it touches the soil, what happens? The potential and the character of that seed changes. Somebody listening to me. So you can, put, you can buy seed today, leave it in a packet for a year. After you plant it, it's going to grow. 
But as long as that seed is dormant and not being used, it's not going to produce what it's supposed to do. So what most people don't know is when you take seed and you put it into the ground, the first thing that happens to that seed, it dies. Seed is a living organ until it touches a good soil and water touches it, then it starts to die. What happens with a seed that dies? It breaks. Now, I want you to look me dead in the eye. You are not breaking, you are growing. Or I'm going to speak to you. You are not breaking, you are growing. You are not breaking, you are growing. Every time you feel the pressure that something is a then you're not dying, you're growing. If, if the seed had to complain about the breaking, the breaking says that whatever you carry on inside of you is too small to contain you. This is why you are breaking out. I need somebody to shout, I'm breaking out. So what happens when seed goes into the ground? Do you, do you ever see somebody plant the seed and every day they rush to the soil, open it up to see if there's anything happening? No, a farmer plants it once and he leaves it. Now, you have faith in a pilot, you sit in a plane, and you've got faith that pilot's going to keep that plane afloat, and you don't, know, you don't even know that pilot. You, 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 got, you get into a ship, you don't even know the one who's steering the vessel, but yet you've got faith that he's going to get you from A to B. Come on, you Uber drivers, you get into an Uber car, and now you, you don't know this guy, but you're just sitting back and you relax. I have never seen anybody come to this church and check out the chair first before they sit. They just sit. They've got faith that this chair can carry them. Now, if you believe that that pilot can keep you in the air, that vessel can, can sail from A to B. Thank you, Dad, for my name. <laughs> and C, the chair can hold you up. Why don't you think that the creator of the universe can't get you to A to Z? So when, when, a, when a seed goes into the ground, it dies. But what you don't know about seed, this is why Hebrews 11 says, now faith. Shout, now faith. Now By the way, if it's not now, it's not faith. Jesus, if Jesus was not working in the now, he would have changed his name to I will be or I was. That's not his name. His name is I am. Say with me, I am. That means he's the God of the... This is why now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Imagine that. So here the Bible teaches us that faith is everything that you can't see. Anything that you can see with your physical eye does not require faith. You just need a brain cell or two and then you can be determined what it is that you see. But you don't need faith. Somebody listening to me. So what happens now in the ground? You don't see what's, what's happening with the, with the seed. The seed is breaking. But with the breaking, there's a growing because that's just what faith does. Faith doesn't make sense. It makes miracles. Behind the scenes, you don't, you've got no clue why God is doing what he's doing. But you just sit back and you know that my faith is producing something. The only way to master your faith is to treat it as a servant. Faith is voice activated. I'm going to get there now. So now what happens is... The sun is shining. You don't see the seed with your physical eye. But behind the scenes, in the ground, there's a breaking. Oh, pray of God, in your favor. There's a breaking. So then it's raining. What happens with the seed? The seed is not dying. No, behind the scenes, there's a breaking. Then the wind is blowing. 
But thank God that seed has been created to withstand all four seasons. So you don't see it. You see the sun, you see the rain, you see the wind, you see the drought. But what God sees behind the scenes is that there's a seed growing to its full potential. Now suddenly, bang, there's groundbreaking. I'm prophesying, you don't even know this. There's groundbreaking, bang. I said there's groundbreaking. There's some groundbreaking in your favor. And suddenly, they, boof, there goes the small plant. And, and people look at the plant and think, oh, look at how small and insignificant this thing is. But what they don't know is that's not the final destination. I have not been created to remain this small. I've been created to be a mustard seed tree. I'll be as big. My roots will be, will be rooted in the ground. I will be evergreen. I'm going to help you now with faith. Now the sun comes. The rain comes. The drought comes. The wind comes. And you look at that plant and you think, oh, it's doomed. No, that plant has been created. Because you don't grow when it's calm. You grow through the seasons. For the seasons is what toughens you up. For the season is what builds the character that will sustain the power of God upon your life. Stop asking God, give me the power. And start asking God, give me the character to withstand when the power comes. I'll be able to stand. Is somebody listening to me? So what's happening with this plant? It's, it's moving. Say with me, moving. This is why when, when God said to Moses when they stood at the Red Sea, He said to the Moses, He said, tell your people, stop crying to me and start to move. We have to move. Sometimes we wait on God. You pray about things that God has given you the power. He has given you the faith, the dominion, and the authority to change those things. And you don't do it because there's no faith. What happens eventually? So the more the season changes, the more the plant grows. Bigger, bigger, bigger. Someone listening to me. When you open your eyes, suddenly there's a big tree. In its due season, it carries fruit. Now you better hear me now. Don't judge any person on their faith based on what you see. This season, they might just be down. But the due season is coming that their faith will produce their fruit in their life. Hallelujah. Just because you're here and somebody else is there doesn't mean that God is not working on the inside of them. They say working that you don't see that God is working on the inside of them. And how does my faith produce? Your faith produce when it's never sleeping, when it continues to go through seasons and you continue to grow. For every season, that plant will be strong enough to endure the, the Think about a palm tree, one of the strongest root systems in the world. Whenever a storm comes, that thing is rooted. And this is what Jesus was teaching. He says, if you have faith with the potential as a seed, you'll be able to tell that mountain, be thou removed, and nothing shall be impossible for you. That's called seed faith, by the way. That is a faith that will not stop. It will grow and grow and grow. And do you know what nurtures that, that kind of faith? Turmoil. Turmoil nurtures that kind of seed. Because in turmoil, turmoil is always a sign of growth. You can tweet that, you can hashtag that somewhere, slap that on somebody's wall. But turmoil is a sign of increase. I don't know about you, increase is coming. I, I don't know about you, but this groundbreaking 
moving in my favor, increase is coming. Now, if you believe increase is coming, I want you to jump to your feet and give Jesus a shout of praise. So when you look, when you look at your life and you see the turmoil, now I want to speak to real people who's facing some turmoil. Whatever reason you're facing, just lift your hand. Come on, keep your hand there. You have to be honest you're in church, okay? Now, what you can't face, you possess. That's why we say this. So whatever turmoil you're facing now is just a sign of growth. It's a sign that you're moving from here to there. It's a sign that you are breaking new ground. Hallelujah. It's a sign that your faith is not dormant. And it's a sign that your faith will carry in due season the fruit. This is why you see your neighbor, he's on top of the world, and you feel like, why is everything happening for him? Listen, your season is about to shift in your favor. We no longer will you look upon other people's fruit. You will see the own fruit of all the nights you've been crying before the Lord, all the nights that you have released your faith. Come on, every seed that you've sown, it will come back to you and your house, for the season will shift in your favor. And you will carry fruit. Hallelujah. And nations will eat of that fruit. Your family will eat of that fruit and say, look what the Lord has done. If this is your God, I want to serve him too. That's what faith is. Faith should never be dormant. Faith should be growing. And listen, Christians, Christians don't have problems. We have opportunities to trust God. If you don't put your faith on something crazy, you are not using your faith at all. Faith must be working for you. You must sleep and your faith must be working. That's how it works. Hallelujah. And you don't go back to the place where you've left your faith and see if it's growing. Trust me, brother, it's growing. It's growing. I said, it's growing. The only thing that you need to do is you need to be rooted and say, God, I trust you with everything. And suddenly, you're not going to look at people for breakthroughs or miracles. You will be the carrier of that breakthrough. You'll be the carrier of that miracles. Why? Because your faith is producing on the inside of you. Shout, I believe. I believe. Woo. Give Jesus a great shout. That's what faith does. Now, faith smells victory. Write that down. Faith smells victory. 1 John 5 says, everyone born of God overcomes this world. I want to tell you a story. I heard a, I heard a story about a guy sleeping. He was sleeping. He had a big mustache. So he's sleeping. So his wife tried to prank him. And she said, see room gevat. And they mixed it with, 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 with eggs and the most stingiest ah, fruit. And she, she, she keeps smearing it on his snort, on his mustache. So he was waking up because of the smell. And he, and he stood up and he walked to the lounge and he, and he, he remembered his wife baking a pie. So he walked into the kitchen and he, he said, it stinks in here too. So he walked to the toilet, it stinks in here too. So they said that he walked outside to see if it's better. So he opened the door and he walked outside and he, it stinks in here too. You see, that's what doubt does. Doubt allows everything to stink in here. It's like that movie of Rocky. It stinks in here. Everything stinks. 
but not people with faith. Because the Bible says those who are born of God, they have overcome this world. You are not walking in a stench. You are walking smelling victory. Because faith releases a, 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 a smell. Let's say that again. Faith releases a smell. You can smell faith. When, when the whole atmosphere is lit up with expectation, you smell that victory. Does he cook sisters what you rate me, bro? It's victory. Come on, I said it's victory. It's faith. That work of on the inside of you, that's what you smell. So you go through trials and tribulations and you wonder what's going on. Everything stings in here. It's time to pick up the Bible again and understand what the Word of God says, that we have been born of God. Tell your neighbor, I have been born of God. And I can overcome the world for the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me and he lives in you. Come on, shout, I believe. Now, I want you to open your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, and I'm going to read this to you. So the Bible says, and since we have the same spirit of faith, let's just pause there quickly. And since we have the same spirit of faith, have you noticed the Bible teaches that faith is a spirit? And by the way, it's not the spirit of Satan. There's no faith in him. Okay, that's the spirit of God. The spirit of faith. By the way, the Bible teaches also of the gift of faith. And it comes from the same spirit, by the way. So say with me, since we have the same spirit of faith. So we have a spirit of faith, okay? So as, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So the, the Bible teaches the following. Keep it on the screen for me, please. We have the same spirit of faith. And according to what is written, I have believed, and therefore I speak. I like that. We also believe, and therefore speak. Now, please hear me. The Bible teaches that, that faith is a spirit. Because if, if you don't believe, you have to have faith from your spirit, man. Because if you have faith from your mind, faith from your heart, you will doubt. Doubt is created in the mind. Wave at me if you hear me. So Satan is an angel. He cannot read your mind, but he acts according to what you say. So when the enemy hears fear, he attacks the fear, and then you get in your mind, you think, oh, I've got this problem, I've got this situation. This is why the Bible teaches that faith is a spirit, because the spirit man cannot doubt. This is why sometimes when I look at people's faces, I say the following, I say, I'm not speaking to you, I'm speaking to that spirit man on the inside of you. Because the spirit man must respond. When somebody is sick in hospital, I'm giving you now a quick key. You don't minister to the body. You minister to the spirit man. You tell that spirit man, the same spirit that we have is quickening this body right now. And you command that organs to live. Is somebody listening to me? So the scriptures teaches us this, that doubt is in our mind. Say with me, doubt is in our mind. But faith is in our spirit. Now, who, who remembered? Who remembered this? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Who remembered the 12 spies that went out to observe the land? Joshua and Caleb came back and they said, hang on now. Hang on now. We can easily, easily overtake them. Easily we can take this land. Then came back and he says, there's no way. 
They observe, they observe the same thing. So ultimately, what you see does not determine what you see here, but what you observe is what you have on the inside of you. That's how faith works. Faith is not moved by what you see. This is why the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, I live by insight and not by eyesight. This is the reason why 12 men saw the same thing. Two came back and said, let's take that land. And 10 went away and said, no way that we can take this land. They saw the same thing. But what determined the outcome of what they said? It was not what they saw with their physical eyes. It's what's on the inside of them. What's in you will determine the outcome of your situation. Woo. Can I say that again? What's inside of you will determine the outcome of your situation. If what's in you is just death and situations and problems, that's what you'll produce. Situations, problems, death. But if you have faith on the inside of you, we have believed, therefore we speak. <laughs> Many people today, they speak, therefore they believe. That's what the problem is with people today. They speak and then they believe. But the Bible says we believe, therefore we speak. So hallelujah. So, so Satan will try to turn your, turn your faith to your mind. Promise you, wave at me, I'm teaching you a faith this morning. Shout, I believe. Satan will, Satan will try to turn your spirit to your mind. This is why many people think they have faith, but what they have is positive thinking. Positive thinking has nothing to do with faith. You can stand on your head and sing Sari Mare until you're yellowish in the face. That's not faith. Faith has got nothing to do with how you positive your mind says you are. I've seen positive people still dying with cancer. I've seen positive people still going down in debt, etc., etc., etc. This is why positive thinking has got nothing to do with faith. Let me quickly teach you something that I've learned with faith. Can I just free of charge for those who want to take this? When it comes to the dimension of faith, whatever is still alive to you, whatever still bothers you, there's a lack of revelation on faith. Okay, let me, let me help you. So in other words, if it comes to money and you're still bothered about money, it means there's a dimension of finances that still lives in you and it requires your faith. If it's not alive, what happens? It goes like seed, it dies. So it means I'm dead to that situation. When you're totally dead to a situation, that's when faith, the spirit of faith, rises up on the inside of you and performs the word of God. Um, uh, am I getting to you? You understand what I'm saying? So whatever you're still alive to is a sign where you lack faith. So if you feel symptoms in your body, it doesn't say you don't have faith. You have faith for something else. But you require faith for your physical body. There's people sitting here, you can trust God for money, but you can't trust God for healing. Then there's people here that trust God for healing, but you can't trust God for money. It's just a part of your life where the seed needs to die. And break. And when it breaks, it starts to grow. Now suddenly you're dead to it. Dead to it. You don't, you know, it's, it's like Paul says, no longer I will live, but Christ that lives in me. Now the life I now live, I live unto the glory of God. So that's the dimension of faith. Whatever you're still alive to requires faith. Oh, that's powerful. You will not get that in a book at Kumbuks, okay? Whatever you are, are alive to still requires faith. 
faith is an unseen substance. The Bible says now faith is the substance of the things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And you know the word substance speaks about a standing under or a covering. Now if seed goes into the ground, there's a covering. The soil. The soil covers the seed. So you can't see it. Anything that you can touch, see, smell, hear, you don't need faith for. But you need faith when there's nothing to be seen. And you call the dry bones into existence. My God. When God takes you like Ezekiel and says, hey brother, what do you see? Lord, I see a valley full of dead and dry bones. No, shut up. I don't want you to tell me what your physical eyes see. I want you to release the substance that's within you. Prophesy to the dead and dry bones. Bones hear the word of God. I command life. And he didn't stop there. He was vinti. I said, I command flesh and sinews and muscles to cover these dead and dry bones. And while he was, while he was at it, now the anointing is flowing. Then God whispers in his ear, now command the spirit. Speak to the spirit. Prophesy. Prophesy to the spirit. So faith went to another level. Come on. Am I, oh my God, I feel like running in this place. So Ezekiel felt a fire on him, a spirit that came upon him. And he prophesied, breath of God, I prophesy, breathe new life upon these slain so that they might live. And then suddenly the Bible says he heard a rattling sound. He has believed and then he spoke. And what he spoke, he started hearing. And what he heard, he started seeing. And suddenly it's an army. That's how faith works. Faith works the drier the bones the greater the miracles. You speak into dead situations and come on, and you command life because you've heard. This is why Paul says, we have the same spirit of faith. Same spirit. Say same spirit. And according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speaks. Now, believing faith Becomes speaking faith. It's good to say I've got faith. I can hear faith in the sound of your voice. Come on, say with me, believing faith. Becomes speaking faith. When we believe what we speak. So you can't come back and say I don't know faith. I'm teaching you faith. It becomes a, a speaking faith. When you declare, this is why the Bible says, call the things that is not, though they are. That's faith. It requires faith to call things that are not there into existence. And by the way, that's in your Bible. The Bible says, call the things that is not, though they are. So what is he teaching? He's teaching you not to look at what you don't see, but call the things that's in you. You have to hear me. Everything that's in you will come out visibly. This is why even Peter, when his shadow fall upon people, fell upon people, how can a man's shadow that falls on people heal them because you can only release to people what overshadows you you can only give what you have you can only release this is why many people when they when you speak about your faith to them they think you're nuts and it's not your faith in jesus christ it, it, it's your faith to move mountains because here's the key people jesus never said speak to your mountain oh, let's rephrase jesus never said go to disciples and speak about your mountain he didn't say to you tell the world how big your problem is this is why i always tell people don't run to the phone and start running to the throne 
God, God doesn't say, hey brother, I want you to tell that mountain how big he is. That's not faith. Imagine you've got a situation. Okay, you feel bad. Now you stand in front of that mountain and you tell that mountain how big he is. I feel like preaching in this place. This is why when David came to the battlefield, he said, this is the cause. This is the reason why I am born. I don't know if you know this, but the Bible says that David had another spirit on him. So when he got to the battlefield, do you know what Saul did? Saul said, here's my armor, carry it. And when he carried it, he started walking, and the scripture says he wasn't trained in this. Do you know why? Because he had another spirit on him. There was another spirit. This is why I had to remove this and say, hey, brother, I'm not used to walking in your stuff. I've been using to fight a, a, a weapon. This is why the Bible says your weapon of warfare is carnal and powerful for the pulling down of strongholds. He said, I'm not used to walking in your nonsense. I have been teached and taught to walk by faith and not by sight. You come against me with sword and spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. And God will give you into my hands. The whole nation of Israel walked by sight. But David walked by insight because David knew that he had a lion of the tribe of Judah on the inside of him. Many people say, well, David had a rock and he had faith. No, no, no. David had faith in the rock. The rock of ages. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The king of kings and the lord of lords. Hallelujah. Faith in the rock. That gets you through. Woo. He said to that giant, I'm going to bring you down to my level, brother. Because no devil in hell is supposed to look down on you. He's supposed to be lower than you. This is why when David knocked him off his feet, he brought him low. That's where you are under my feet. For my faith sustains. Shout hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor, I believe. One more time, I believe. Now, the problem is today is many people's mouths are shut. Faith needs an activation of voice. Because faith is voice activated. Why do you think I drill you to say hallelujah? Why do you think I drill you to just declare with me? Because that's what faith does. It declares. Faith that is silent is dead faith. Woo. My faith has the potential to grow trees, brother. And when it grows trees, it's not going to be moved. This is why I'm an evergreen. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's still good. <laughs> Amen? Because I'm evergreen. My roots have been rooted in God. Come on, one more time. I believe. So many people's mouths are shut by their thinking. Let me say that again. Many people's mouths are shut by their thinking. So, so the Lord gave me a couple of things that I've written down here. And if I don't get to everybody, that's fine. But so when you start to think, your mouth shuts. Then you start to create doubt in your mind. You wonder to yourself, what if, what if, what if, what if. When the mind starts to wonder, do you know what you need to do? Stop your mind. Open your mouth. And declare the word of God. If you say, well, I don't know the word of God, get a praise song on your lips. Just remember hallelujah, eh. And hallelujah, oh, that's, that's what you need to know. That's about it. In that order. Come on, somebody. And you don't sit on your thoughts because your thoughts are subject to change. This is why the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. 
You can't trust your heart. I feel that spirit of faith that I'm preaching about coming down in this place. I feel that same spirit of faith on me. It's that spirit of faith that comes on me when I pray for the lepers, when I pray for the blind, when I pray, when I, come on, when I pray for miracles and creative miracles, that's the spirit of faith that comes upon me and grips me. And when that spirit of faith grips you, my brother, my sister, you don't see what you see. You see what God sees. You don't see giants. Come on, you see an invasion of land. You don't see dry bones. You see an army. Come on, you don't see... This is why when Elisha prayed, God, open my servant's eyes. Let him see that those who are for us are much more than those who are against us. What Elisha was praying is, Lord, activate his, not his physical eyes, but his eyes of faith. Activate it. Let him see what I see. Now suddenly, bang, he saw, he saw a mountain full of chariots and horses. And Elisha didn't stop. There. He said, now, Lord, I pray, the people down there struck them with blindness. Bring confusion. Hallelujah. I can just imagine he turned to that servant. He said to that servant, brother, God is giving us the victory in our hands. Brother, I want you to sit quiet, zip that lip, and listen to what I'm telling you now. We are not moved by what we see. And I think maybe he took a Bible and slapped him a bit. And then he said, God, I pray, open his eyes. Let him see what I see. Let him see through the eyes of faith. Let him see what I see. That those who are born of God has overcome the world. Let him see what I see. That we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Let him see what I see. That you fight for us, Lord. And your word promises we should be still and know that you are God. Open his eyes. Let him see that even if a great multitude come, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Now open your mouth and declare God's word by faith. And the victory was theirs. That's faith. Come on, shout, that's faith. So positive thinking, when you start to think positive about the situation, stop it. Don't think because you're positive, that's faith. It doesn't, now by the way, Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those who comes to him must believe that he is and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Here's the key. That's faith. It doesn't say those who come to God must believe that he will be. It doesn't say that those who come to God must believe that he will be or shall be or was. He says they must believe that he is. He is. Come on, say with me, he is. Do you understand what that means? That means that, again, faith is turned to now. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So he is. His name is I am. Not will be, not was. That's how faith operates. Now, if it's not now, it's not faith, it's trust. If you say, well, God's going to do that in the future, that's trust. You trust God to bring the promise to pass. But faith said it's already done. Faith doesn't wait for it to come to pass. Faith declares it is done. Now, you might, you might say, well, this guy has lost his marbles, but it's good. Even if it takes a month to manifest I still don't declare it's coming. I declare it's done. It's here. Because Paul says, hold on to your confession. He doesn't say stop your confession when winter month is coming. He says, hold fast to your confession of your faith. So we confess the promise of God with our mouths. Wow. Now 
Now say with me. Do you know what faith is? Faith equals believing and speaking. This is what this is what the scripture teaches. I want you to can we put Mark eleven on again? Mark eleven twenty three, please. While they're getting it ready, I want to show you something then. So faith is believing plus speaking. Faith must always be believing and speaking. You always have to do both of them. Now, this is the words of Jesus. Look at what he says. For assuredly I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, just hang on now, says to the mountain, what does Jesus say? You have to speak. Say with me, I have to speak. Come on, say with me, I have to speak. Jesus didn't say that whoever speaks about this mountain. He says, whoever says to this mountain. So what do I have to do? Number one, Jesus is teaching on faith here. He says, the first thing you do is you speak to that mountain. Say speak. All right, then he goes on. Be removed and be cast in the sea. Pause. Be specific. What do you want to do? I want you to be now removed. And while you're at it, be cast into the sea. With God, you have to be specific. Say with me, specific. This is why you have to pray specifically. You, 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 listen here. You, you take it or leave it. Spit it out. Swallow it. Hear me. If you are specific, specific praying is faith praying. Your faith is so, so strong in God that you're specific. Oh, God doesn't have time. No, he's got time for me. I'm not a sinner. I'm the righteous of God. I'm a son of God. You're a son of God. Come on. You are part of his plan. He's got, always got time for you. So be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt. Number three, this is what Jesus said. Number one, you have to speak to it. Two, be specific. Number three, you have to have faith. Believe. Do not doubt. But believe. Now, look here quickly. Does not doubt in his heart. This means that faith doesn't come from the heart. Faith doesn't come from the mind. Because the Bible says that if you do not doubt from the heart, but believe that those things that you've asked God for, He will give it to you, whatever you said. So this is why faith is a spirit. And faith operates here. From your innermost being. This is why the one translation says, from your innermost belly. Full I six back for now. Full of. Out of your belly, out of your innermost being, rivers of living water shall flow. Do you know when it's faith? When you, when you know in your knower. It's a knowing in your knower that it's done. Okay, it's not a word, it's a new word now. It's a knowing. That you know that you know in your knower. And it's deep down. And the deeper the knower. But it's here somewhere. Yeah. Hallelujah. And many people say, I've got a gut feeling. No, it's the knowing in your knower. It's the knowing in your knower that pushes up and tells you everything is going to be okay. And your heart says, I don't know what I'm going to do. But there's a knowing in your knower. There's something living down here. Oh, there's a something that lived down there. This near spas is a dictatorship. That's the kracht van God tot redding. It's on the inside of you. It pushes up. Oh, come on. It's like a fire in your belly. This is why the Bible says it's like a fire in my belly when it pushes up. Woo! 
Your mind says one thing, your heart says the other thing. But the spirit man tells you that God is in control and he's still on the throne. Come on, if you believe it, high five your neighbor and says, I've got a knowing in my knower. I believe and therefore I speak. So before you speak, make sure you believe. Because what comes out of your mouth will produce, whether it's bad or good. That's why the Bible says meditate on the word of God day and night. The Old Testament says meditate on the law of God day and night. Do you know why the Bible says meditate on that? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the fuller you get of the word of God, you'll wake up with a song, you'll go to bed in a song, you'll meditate on him on, in the night watches. You think you go to bed and you think about scripture and it's just pouring into your spirit. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't come because you heard. Faith comes because of a continuous of hearing. I'm going to ask questions after this. You better know. <laughs> hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. 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 So the Bible says that Caleb had a different spirit on him. David had a different spirit on him. And I declare to you in Jesus' name from this morning, you have a different spirit on you. You are not. This is why when, when you walk into a room, people look at you funny because there's a different spirit on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You, you, you're not moved by emotions. you move by the word of God. Who feels like a faith giant? Do I have five more minutes? The 8 o'clock service, I was, I was telling the people a little bit. Yeah, we've got five minutes. And I'm going to pray. The power of God's going to come down. And faith is going to stir your heart. I told the people, this 8 o'clock service. Who enjoyed, by the way, the 8 o'clock service? That was some insightful revelation. So I said to the 8 o'clock people, when we lost everything in our lives, I never thought in my life that, you know, you come to a place in your life where your mind says, this is it. This is rock bottom. In my rock bottom situation, I've learned that that's the great, greatest place to be, to be rock bottom. There's only one place out, that's up. And then you built right, because this time you built on the rock. Everything else is sinking ground. Who hears me? Wave at me quickly. So I want to tell you two stories, very personal, private stories, but it got me laughing, it got heaven laughing, it will get you laughing. So I was working for a company. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I can I. The man says he throw laws in his face. The man says he father in the laws. He throw in So we, I was, I, I had a, a BMW when I was still working. Now, by the way, December this month of this year, rather, this month is prophetically because it's just like this, and it's December in any case. I'll be in ten years full time ministry. Full time for the Lord. I was preaching before that, but I was still working. This will be my 10th year full-time. So before I went to full-time ministry, I was driving a BMW. And I liked this car because it was a diesel car. So we traveled still. And I'll never forget the days. The team will help me. Yes, with the days that we traveled in that car. We piled six, seven guys, boom, in a BMW, Durban every weekend to preach. Not holiday. So up and down. And so the one day, my, my parents told me, I think it was my mom. She said to me, listen, Apsok came to our house. So, you know, I thought safe is coming up. I said, did they bring me a check? And she said, hey, they're taking back your car. So I think to myself, they're taking back our car. And so I, I wasn't, we, we didn't have money to pay the car, by the way. In any case, so 
Alina and I, we took hands and we said, Lord, whatever we have to go through, we'll serve you. No matter what. So do you know what happened? We got to our house. When we got there, there was a, a, a sign on our door that they have cut our electricity and our water. So we said everything, whatever, God, whatever. So we took hands again. We said, Lord, we make a commitment, whatever, whatever. So we lost our house. Next day, there's a lawyer's letter. We started losing everything. So now we've, long story short, it's a very long story that I try to make short. Okay. We, we've been standing on street corners with boards to help, asking for help. We've been there. I always say this, that many people see you in glory, but they don't know your story. Many people want what you've got. Let's, let me just say this. You can't appreciate what I have unless you know what I've been through. Many people say, I can appreciate what you've been through. No, you, you can't appreciate if you don't know what I've been through. We've been living with people, one night here, one night there, one night there. And, 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 and money, there was nothing. There was a vision in our hearts. There was a, a, a fire. And, and, and you know what? It, 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 I don't want to go into too much details, but one of the things that broke me is that at that moment in time, I felt like a failure because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't look after my family. Now, there's people sitting in this building now that has been with me from when I had nothing. And they're still here. This is never lawson. You can ask them politely, go, no way. That's when you know when people love you, when they love the worst of you and they Okay, so, so my prayer life became this. I, I said to the Lord, Lord, I would rather die, rather take me than see my family suffer. So my wife and I, we were traveling every time. Now, ladies, help me out. I share part schooners in No, thank you. Come on, if you see shoes, I'm way hockey. Now, my wife and I, we were in Switzerland preaching, and it was snowing. Now her boots were stored up, and now I, couldn't, I didn't have money to buy shoes. So we were doing window shopping, you know. You still shop, but you're just window shopping. Your photo is on the, on the window. They've got no money. If you see them, throw them out. So you, and then she says, oh, look at, look at these boots. Or, then I go in the evening, and I cry before the Lord. I said, Lord, I need boots. I saw a pair of boots, Lord. That crushed me up. To, to tell my children, there's no, how uh, many times the school has called me and said, come and get your child. And then I have to go and fetch Kaylee, small little girl, and she sits on the porch, and then I have to take her home and, because there wasn't money to pay the school fees. Okay? And then, 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 then the, I will never forget the one day I was... I was um, when they took away our car, I was angry. I had to walk to school. So uh, maybe I'm just stirring something in here, okay? So I was walking to school to face the children, and I was complaining. Help me out now. I was complaining. I said, Lord, I'm a servant of God. And you know one thing that I've said to the Lord, and one thing my wife told me, she said to me always, she said this to me. She said, there's only one reason I will leave you. That's when you turn your back on God. She says, I don't care about the money. I don't care about the hills. I cared about the hills because I wanted to make sure that I can provide for them, you know. Hello. So when I was walking, I said, Lord, I'm sick and tired of this. I claim back what the enemy stole from me. And you know what? That's the first time that God started speaking to me. Be specific. What do you want? So I said to the Lord, I want a BMW. And I said, this time it's going to cost the devil. I want black leather seats in that car. 
I, I promise you. I said to the Lord, Lord, I want 18 inch mag wheels. It's going to cost the devil. I promise you. So I, I spoke to Eileen. I said, This is what I want to do. I want my BMW back. Do you know what she did? She bought me BMW tackies. <laughs> it has BMW logos on. So every day, and, and God's my witness. This is how I walk to school. <laughs> And then I promise you, God is my witness. As a prophetic declaration, I'll put that thing in reverse. Look like Michael Jackson on the street corner. I didn't care. I knew that there's something different here. So people drive past me. The end of the day, hey, is I can do. Actually, come For the faith. Come on, hallelujah. I didn't do that one day, two days, three days. I did it every day. Totdat die tackies gaar was. Ek het nou goed gespin, broer. But I spoke to the tackies. Hear me now. I told you 8 o'clock, I said to you, speak to the ground. Who remember that? Now speak to the tackies. I said, tackies, you better hear the word of God. I prophesy to you that you will grow up and you will become BMW tires. In Jesus' name. And I said it audibly. I said, devil, we will see who will have the last love. Because I hold fast to my confession. I know that the same spirit that led me to the wilderness will lead me out of the wilderness. Hallelujah. So a guy called us. He said, I've got something for you at my house. Come and get it. So I had to borrow a car. So I borrowed my father-in-law's car. So we were driving there. Now I said to Aline in the car, I said, I feel it. Here is my BMW. I can feel it. I keep my with a plank geslang. Flank. I feel it. Who knows what you're talking about? You feel that breakthrough. You, you, you feel that breakthrough. So I got there, and the guy said, Hello, I've got something for you. He pulled out a key from his pocket. And act doctor. He said, No. It's here. I grabbed it, and he said, The car is behind the wall. So I ran. Got behind the wall. When I got behind the wall, there was a small white tata. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> As, no radio, no speakers, no mags, no 18-inch wheels, no lever seats. And I was like, whoa. What's he doing? <laughs> so do you know what? The enemy attacked my faith and laughed at me. Do you know what I did? I got into that car. I drove home. The first thing I got, I got out my uh, hose pipe. And I started washing that car. So I was hosing it down and I prophesied. I said, Tata, you better hear the word of God. When you grow up, you will be a BMW. My God. I drove that Tata like a BMW. I commanded that Tata, you'll be a BMW. And do you know what the Tata, and this is just how, you want to park far away from conferences because most guys come there with a slap Mercedes Benz. Now I'm driving the Tata, I'm parking far, and when you close the car, it makes tweet tweet. <laughs> I promise you, tweet tweet. So just get the tweet tweet out. I don't want to hear tweet tweet. So every time we stop, tweet tweet, tweet tweet, tweet tweet, and everybody say, oh, he's vessel. Tweet tweet. Pastor, tweet tweet. Tweet tweet. Is that thing removed now? Is it? Wat wil jy nou? Is hy nou uit? Verdankt die Heere! Hy het die revelation gekry. Tweet, tweet! No more! In any case, that thing was sewed and sewed and sewed back. So it was, it's a sewing car. Tweet, tweet! 
but I hold fast to my confession. I watch that thing because there's a faith that lives in me. Hallelujah. So my father-in-law drove with me in this small Tata. And he said, what car do you want to drive one day? And I told him, he started laughing. He said, and you're just driving a Tata. I said, hey, that's what you see. That's what I see. You see a Tata. My brother, a month after that, somebody gave me a BMW. Blue, leather seats, 18-inch wheels, everything I've got. I'll never forget this. On my birthday, I was invited to a church. Now, my wife always called me one suit to brain. I get one suit, that's my best suit. The anointed suit. I get all this in the end. I get one pair of coats, one pair of underclothes. Can everybody just switch off their recording devices, please? No, so I had, I promise this is no joke, really. It's a joke, but it's no joke. So I will never forget this. A, a guy called me to his church. He said, I want you to come preach, but have revival meetings. We want the fire of God. So now I've got my best socks on. I've got my best underpants on. And the way we travel, now I'm traveling. You go home, you wash your clothes, you put it on, and you travel again. Okay? Sometimes I woke up in places that I don't know where I am. So, so much we've traveled. Now, what happens with a under with underpants that's being washed and washed and washed what happens the rubber band becomes problematic so God's my witness now I'm preaching but the fire coming on me and I'm running and suddenly suddenly my underpants falls off right to my knees now I walk like and I feel something is not right so I say to the church hold church hey church I say I feel the fire of God Close your eyes, it's a holy moment. So everybody close their eyes. So I'm looking now, and I saw a guy in the back. He's, he's coconutting, he's wants to. I said, hey, sir, it's a holy moment. Close your eyes. And he, his eyes are closed. So I put my hands on my pants quickly. Tied a knot. And I said, hey, guys, he just lifted. Whoa, do you know what he just lifted? Hallelujah. The things that we have been through. We walked... Don't worry, I'm all secure this morning. Get sicker gemaakt, he's stijf getrek. But it really happened, by the way. I'll never forget this. The fire fell. So did my underpants. It just and I thought, no ways, it didn't happen. So I walk out, I feel like, I'm, I'm, I'm restrained a bit. The first thing that came to me is, close your eyes, it's a holy moment. People bought it. But, this is one guy checking what's going on. I say, hey! <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Preaching in Cape Town. My pair of shoes that got holes in. It's raining. So I'm running through the mud. My socks got holes in. An old woman came to me. She said, after the service, Pastor, I've got a word for you. God says, remove the shoes off your feet. And I thought to myself, no, please not. I've got... Holes, my my groeten stick uit. There's more hole than sock. <laughs> and I said to her, oh, thank you. I said, I just have to go to the bathroom quickly. So I got to the toilet uh, and I started crying. I said, Lord, please. I'm the pastor preaching on breakthrough. You see, sometimes you have to preach yourself through some stuff. I said, let us just change the story. So I got back to this woman. I said, okay, Tani. She said, no, God just changed the story. She keeps the shoes on. She 
says, thank you, Jesus. And you know what she said? She said, get on, to, get on the, I think it was the same service. She said, get onto the, onto the chair. So I stood on the chair. And then she grabbed me, put me on, a, on, a, on her neck. Yes, on her neck. I think she's 75 years old. Now I'm on her neck and we look walk like this. I said, yeah, you're actually in my school night getrek it. I said, Tani, sit me net hier vir die doodgang. So, it went bad. We, we ate wheat bigs. I will never forget this, dry wheat bigs. The one that I said to God, I'm sick and tired of this wheat bigs. And the Lord said to me, a dead man does not know the difference. Whether either wheat pig or spurs steak, it's not a difference. So, I was standing at the basin, washing. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm tired. I will no longer live like this. And the Lord said to me, from now on, you're living in the supernatural. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? The Lord said to me, go to your cupboard and declare. For you believe, therefore you speak. So we went to the cupboards and we started praying. Now, the first thing I've done was, I, I, I prayed like the normal church people pray. One eye open, the one eye closed. Because the Lord said, as you lay your hands, it will increase. So I ran to the salati and the frisco and the clover first. And I prayed, one eye open, other one closed. So I want to see it multiply. Nothing happened. So I thought, maybe God doesn't like salati, so I put it down. I took the frisco. And <laughs> same thing, one eye open, one eye closed. I proclaimed frisco, nothing happened. I said, God's not a coffee drinker. Went to the milk, nothing happened. As I was praying, there was a knock on my door. And I opened the door, here's a guy standing with salati, frisco, and clover bags. And I said, Felina, hey, bring a camera. Take some pictures. And she rebuked me. She says, from this day, this is how we're going to live. And I thought, well, I was supposed to lay hands on everything else. So I laid hands on anything that moved. And I started seeing how God did this. The one night, I want to finish with this, the one night, God said to me, pray. I felt an unction in my spirit. So I walked into that room. This is the one too holy. I walked into that room, and I knew that I knew that I knew God is here. It's a knowing in my knower. Do you know how I knew that? His presence became so holy, I fell down on my face and I wept. I wept for hours. Everything around me was wet. It was just water. And I heard the voice of God say to me, whatever you ask me, I'll do for you. Whatever you ask me. The first thing that came out of my spirit, man, was more of you. Just give me more of you. And that's enough. That's the way I live my life. Just give me more of you. Because the Bible says if you seek his kingdom and his righteousness first, all the other things shall be added unto you. I felt, I, I noticed that all the wheat picks and the spurs stake doesn't fill this void. There's only one man that can do that and his name is Jesus. Doesn't matter what you have. Doesn't matter what you drive. I've realized that driving in that Tata, tweet, tweet. You know, the Lord even allowed it for me to have that Tata back. I'm driving that Tata again. Tweet, tweet. Because it doesn't matter what you drive. Ultimately, being rich is not what you have in your bank account. It's your relationship with Jesus. That's what it is. That's what it is. Now, I have seen... My underpants fall off. My children getting kicked out of school because there's no money. But I have also seen God being faithful. 
to those who's faithful. Come on, somebody. I'm speaking to your life right now. And I declare that same spirit of faith that said to me, you are not giving up. Come on, you are moving forward from glory to glory. It's coming on you and your family and your children's children in the name of Jesus. And by faith, I declare whatever you've lost is coming back sevenfold in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, every, every single saint that the enemy has taken from you, every card that the enemy has took in the name of Jesus, by faith, by faith. You know, many people say, I want what you have, but they're not willing to go through the hell you've been through. I've been through hell. But I want to say, this morning I stand and I smell like heaven. I know what my God can do. Lift those hands with me, would you? Come on, all across this place. Father, I thank you for that spirit of faith. I want you to close your eyes and just hear me. You know what? The one thing that keeps me, the Afrikaans is so mooi, the Heer has me in hand gesee, Wessel weet jy hoe afhankelijk is jy van my? And I said, Lord, I know. And he said, never forget that. You need me. You need me. You need me. I teach my children, I said, the drinks that you drink, remember it comes from God. The food that you eat, it comes from God. The roof over your head, it comes from God. You know, we know what it means to have nothing as Paul says. And you know what it means to have something. And yet we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Hard times produces a faith in you that good times never can. And if you are faithful, <laughs> if you are faithful, as every eyes closed, I'm just stirring some faith. Dylan was small, he came to me, and I leaned and he said, for his birthday he wants a helicopter, a remote control helicopter. We didn't have the money to buy this helicopter. But you know, God knew. So somebody invited us to their house, and I didn't want to go, but I felt an unction to go. So Eileen and I, we had this in us that our child wants something. So our minds were just on how to get this breakthrough, because the next day is his birthday. Just close your eyes, lift your hands, and just hear me. I speak to your spirit, man, now. So the guy that invited us, he said, I wanted to show you something in my room. So we walked into his room, and everywhere it's just helicopters, in boxes. And he says, I don't know why, but just God instructs me to give you this brand new one. And he gave me that helicopter, exactly what our child was praying for. God gave it. I don't serve a dead God. I serve a God. That is worthy to be praised. A God that's faithful. Even when you're unfaithful, He's faithful. I serve a God that even on your worst day, He's still the best God. I serve a God that will never fail you. and will never leave you. And He will never forsake you. He says that before you ask, He will answer. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, the best decision I ever made between wealth and Christ was Christ. Wealth will come after that. You need Jesus first. Father, my prayer for your people right now. 
is that the faith, that spirit of faith that's on thee, let it come upon them now in the name of Jesus. He was so faithful. Listen, if you've never been there, if you've never been down and out, you can't amen with me now. But if you say, I've been at my lowest low and I've still seen God move. I've still, in, I've still seen Him feed me, feed my children. It doesn't matter how it came. He provided that every need because He's faithful. And I just feel to tell somebody this, this week, there's a couple of surprises coming. What do you mean? I believe that God is going to surprise people with breakthrough. And the way He's going to do it is going to be a surprise by itself. My family and I stand here this morning knowing what God is able to do. The world might laugh at you. Doubt might laugh at you. But faith is roaring as a lion on the inside of you. Faith says, I'm not letting you go. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. This morning I thank you, Lord, as every hands are lifted. I imparted them. Let that spirit of faith touch them. Let that spirit of faith clothe them in the name of Jesus. Let them, their conviction in their knowing and they know it. They will know that they know without a shadow of a doubt that you are faithful. And their faith will not fail them in the name of Jesus. As you stand before me tonight when doubt comes knocking on your door, you send faith to open that door in Jesus' name. Refuse to have another sleepless night. Say in the name of Jesus, I am his beloved and he is mine. And he says that he will keep me as the apple of his eye. He promises that he gives to his beloved in their sleep. And I promise you, do you know when the shift is coming? The shift is coming when you acknowledge, Lord, I need you. The shift is coming when you know that he's the provider. He's the one that blesses. The shift is coming. I've seen blessings in my life that I thought to myself, why? And then the Lord says, it's payback time. And I declare to you, payback time in Jesus' name. Payback for every time you shed a tear. You know, every time you shed a tear, the Bible says that God has counted it in a bottle. And He will use your tears to water your dreams. This is why the Bible says weeping may just last for a night. But thank God when, when the morning comes, there's new joy. There's new joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, precious Jesus. Just one minute. Would you just start to pray with me in this place? Would you lift your voices? Like I said, faith needs a sound. Faith needs a voice behind it. Would you just for a minute or so just lift those voices in faith and start to bless the Lord, start to proclaim that breakthrough. Come on, just exalt His name just for a minute. Come on, practice what we've preached. Don't just be a good hearer, but be a good doer. Maybe you sit in that situation. Maybe you say, Lord, I'm at the lowest of low. Maybe your power has been cut. For three months, we've, we've lived without water electricity. Maybe you say, for six months, I live this way. Or this, this morning, I release faith to you now. 
in the name of Jesus. And I declare by faith that what the enemy has stolen, you will reap by sevenfold. And your enemies, your mockers, will no longer see you in despair and distress. They will see you blessed in Jesus' name. There's people here, and I want to say this, what the Spirit of God is showing me. There's people standing here that God is doing something in your life in such a powerful way that a couple of months from today, you're going to look back and you're going to tell your wife, look where God has brought us out of. Can this be? Can this be? I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsake. Nor is the sentence begging for bread. Father, I pray that the ravens will locate your people. The widows will locate your people. The angels will locate your people. Now in Jesus' name. No more delay. No more delay. This is why I told God, when you bless us, we bless people. Because we know what it means to have nothing. We know what it means to have no food, no hope. And you just need somebody that will believe in you. Well, God, I pray. If you want something to be done, come to me first. Come to me first, Lord. One minute, just lift those hands. Father, as I stretch my hands towards your people, I pray, Holy Spirit, fall on them now. We have received that same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. Change their confession now in the name of Jesus. Seal those minds and open those mouths. From the spirit man, they will believe. For you promise whatever we believe, we shall receive. So as I stretch out my hands towards your people, I thank you that spirit of faith. Let it fall on people. Now, this is what I want you to do. Close your eyes and I want you to grab it. Say, Lord, there's, there's some things in the spirit that cannot be taught. It can only be caught. And I'm catching this now. I'm putting a demand on this anointing now for me and my household. I put a demand on that anointing now, Father, for me and my house in Jesus' name. Lord, my faith felt like it's failing. But I grab a hold of this now in Jesus' name. I pull it down. I take it by force. In the name of Jesus, for me and my house, we will walk by faith and not by sight. We will walk by insight and not by eyesight. We will scout the land and take it by force. In the name of Jesus Christ, take it now. Take it now. And say, Lord, I take that spirit of faith. I clothe myself with that spirit of faith. And I believe you for great exploits. Now quickly, be specific with the Lord. What do you want him to do for you? Again, I want to ask you, be specific to the T with the Lord. Specifications is a sign of faith. Be specific as Jesus said. You speak to that mountain. You be specific. You tell that thing what you want them to do. And you believe in your heart that what you said, it's done. It shall be. So I want you to do it right now. Be specific to the T. What do you want God to do for you? What need is there? What lack is there? 
be specific to the truth. And not of hate knowledge, but in a knowing in your knower that my God shall supply all of my needs.